Welcome to Flying BC, a podcast about the people, planes, and aviation adventures in British Columbia and Canada, with your host, Warwick Patterson. Welcome to a special edition of Flying BC live, or live recorded, at Oshkosh. This is definitely something new for me, doing live, off-the-cuff recordings in the field. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I've camped out in Vintage here, right behind the Beach 18s, row 57, or 67. At 8 a.m., we're starting to see some planes trickle in. Nice, calm winds, beautiful weather. If you're at the show, come find me, row 67. We can hang out under the shade of the wing, watch airplanes arrive. Or send me an email, podcast at flyingbc.com, or message me on Instagram. We'll try and hook up. But uh, yeah, we'll give you a little BC Canadian flavor and see what else I can find on the ground here. All right, so I'm here with Jason McDowell, contributor to Flying Magazine, and you might have seen him on Cessna Terror at Cessna Terror on Instagram, uh, a font of quirky aviation knowledge. Um, but you're, you're pretty local to here, and you uh, have been coming to Oshkosh for a long time, right? I have uh, roughly 1997, I think, or 1998, about when I started flying. I belonged to a flying club over in Michigan, and uh, there was a group that decided they were going to come to Oshkosh, and I had just started flying, and there was an extra seat, so I got on it. Nice, and you, you recently wrote a story in Flying Magazine about what to bring to Oshkosh and what to pack if you're camping. Uh, what is the one thing that you don't want to do without at Oshkosh? Oh man, I, well, so the, the boring answer is a solution to power for your mobile devices. And it took me, it took me a long time to figure out what the solution was there, but I finally did it. And so I've got two of the big anchor power banks and we may have to pause here because there's a, turbo, a turbine beaver about to go past. Yeah, that is a beautiful beaver. We've seen a lot of nice planes rolling by here. We're just sitting under the wing, under, I, under my wing on flight line, watching planes arrive for basically three days. <laughs> and I actually arranged this to have a to have on Canada beaver go past for this Canadian interview. And I'm glad it worked out. It's the per, the timing was just perfect. So, so yeah. So there's the beaver going past. So yeah. Anyway, the the best. Uh, my my probably most useful uh, packing tip would be I've got the two identical anchor power packs. Um, I keep one with me like in my messenger bag all day just as I'm walking around doing stuff. And then while that's going on during the day, I keep the other one plugged in at a power station, a charging station. Um, and I'm kind of paranoid with regard to theft. So I have this ridiculous looking setup where I bought a bait cage. It's like a, a maybe 10 inch by 10 inch square cage. Uh, and I, I can just fit the other anchor power pack into it and use a padlock and a little cable and lock it to the charging station and then nobody will walk off with it because it, it doesn't happen a lot but it does happen every year somebody loses a phone or they lose a power bank or something so anyway i walk around with one and then while i'm doing that the other one is on charge and then i just flip them and then that way i always have power now for let's see for a, that's that's a that's a boring answer to the question that's like a i mean i don't know well, you mentioned uh, a spare tent, maybe? <laughs> yeah, that was useful. So I used to be into motorcycle touring, and so I have all this gear, this adventure gear that's designed to fit into tiny spaces. Um, so I was packing this year, and uh, 
I, I threw my tent into my, you know, my bin, my plastic bin that I take. And I looked over and my, one of my really compact tents was over on the shelf. I was like, well, hell, I'll just throw that. It doesn't weigh anything and it's tiny. So what the hell, I'll throw it in. And, and sure enough, this year, last night's storm kind of flooded out my main tent. So I just set up tent number two and I've got my own little neighborhood over there now. Awesome. And uh, that's not the first storm you've experienced at Oshkosh. It seems like if you come to Oshkosh and there isn't a storm, you haven't experienced uh, adventure in Oshkosh. Um, how did that compare? How did last night's storm compare to others? Uh, let's see. Well, last year, I would say the storm was more entertaining because there was so much lightning and the wind was more sustained for a longer period of time. This one, it peaked, I think, probably more strongly, but didn't last as long. This one, um, as the storm was approaching, uh, when it was over toward La Crosse, Wisconsin, they recorded a wind speed, a peak wind of 81. And uh, that got my attention. And so then I kind of battened down the hatches. And I, th I haven't seen peak wind reports here, but the, the, the highest I saw on METAR was about 50 as a gust. So it's pretty serious. Yeah, it definitely, the, the sky was aqua green, and I've never seen that before. I'm like, this looks horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and then the, the wind just instantly turned on. I was like, oh, this is going to be bad. There's going to be planes on their roofs and stuff. But everybody did a really good job tying down. I don't, there's one plane on its nose, and it wasn't a camper. Yeah, I think it was like an antique biplane or something over by Pioneer. And that was, I, I did hear of an RV that had a damaged rudder. Uh, but if that, if those are the worst of it with thousands of airplanes here, yeah, that's a success. I mean, it sounds angry. It sounds bad to say with the RV guy. I feel bad for him. But yeah, overall pretty good. Yeah. What are you most looking forward to this week? Man, um, I, yeah, same as every year. I, I think looking forward to uh, catching up with uh, good friends that I only ever see once a year. And, uh, and it's fun to get together and, and really just interact uh, infrequently like that because so many things have happened in everybody's lives. Like, what were you doing a year ago? And, well, I never thought I'd be doing this or I never thought I'd make it this far with that project or whatever it is. Yeah. So, so that's the most fun part. Now, as far as, uh, like, things everybody can relate to, um, let's see. The RV-15 is interesting. It's... Um, it's Van's new kit-built uh, backcountry airplane. Looks like kind of cross between a 140 and 170. Uh, it's kind of like the airplane I wish Cessna would make. <laughs> it's such a fun market segment. Um, we don't know what engine it has. I'm guessing 180 to 200 horsepower. Uh, we don't know whether it's going to be two seats or four, but we do know it's side by side. I believe it has the Oaks. Um, so it's like, man, it's, it's exactly the Cessna that they should have built. Um, so I'm excited to learn more about that. That'll be a cool airplane. And then always like kind of seeing what Garmin has on offer to drool over their things because yeah. it's just like I feel like Ralphie in a Christmas story with like the the showcase out in front and they're all looking at the toys and the yeah, yeah. that's kind of how I feel my nose up to the glass and your your Instagram account is often full of like older airplanes older military like one-offs and weird things um, do you like to kind of walk around the the antique and the classic areas and see what weird stuff is out here yeah, that's, I mean, that's that's one of the best parts. I think walking around, I, I like the North 40. I would camp up there with buddies all the time in the past, but they're all pretty common airplanes. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's really fun to see what shows up this year because at any given time, there's someone somewhere in a hangar restoring something crazy, and it's probably like a 20-year restoration project. Like the, a good example right now is 
someone I, I watched show up yesterday in a Snow S2, which is a crazy looking low wing uh, radial powered open cockpit airplane, but the cockpit's way up toward the engine. It just looks wrong. The proportions are just wrong. It was a predecessor to a very common uh, agricultural aircraft, but I didn't know any of those were flying, like these particular ones. I'd only read about them and I think I've seen bad photos, but I was standing out just watching landings and that thing shows up and it kind of blew my mind. Um, so the thing is, though, I mean, that, that was a long restoration. It took whoever did that, it took them a really long time to source the parts and to do the work. So what's fun to think about is like, what is what's hiding in hangars right now? Like what's what's going to be the cool reveal like that next year or in five years that we don't know about yet? And so, so yeah, that's that's one of the most fun parts to me. Yeah, this is the place you come to to see things that you only ever read about. <laughs> if, if anybody has a cool plane, they're going to bring it here because it's where you show off your cool plane. Absolutely. Um, cool. Well, thanks, and uh, I hope you enjoy the show, and hopefully the rain and the weather holds off again. And Yeah, yeah. fingers crossed. Thanks a lot. Yeah. All right, so I caught up with Luke Penner from Harv's Air Inverted in uh, Building B. I think we're both scouting out all the booths and trying to see what exhibitors are here. Uh, how many times have you been to Oshkosh? Oh man, I think I'm up to maybe 15. 15 times, I've flown in maybe five, six times and the rest of it's been driving in RVs over the years. And you, you guys made the trip down from Manitoba this time by air, I think? Yeah, we flew down, me and, uh, and a friend, we flew down the, in the Diamond DA40, had a nice comfortable trip down yesterday morning. Yeah, it's been great so far. And uh, you're, you, you have probably the best job in the world. You get to teach people and uh, give people rides in aerobatics. I'm, I'm a filmmaker, so I watch films and I pick them apart. Can you sit and just enjoy an air show, or do you pick them apart? That's a great question. Um, I haven't thought about that. No, I'm usually picking things apart. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't totally shut off and just take it as entertainment, but uh, you know, at the same time, it'll be it'll be a learning experience, you know. So it's entertainment and it's educational at the same time. So there's quite a few aerobatics uh, acts here this week. Anybody in particular you're looking forward to seeing? Man, uh, no matter how many times I watch Mike Goulian, it's always the highlight for me to watch him. Because he, for me, he's like the pinnacle of kind of like the competition style that I like to fly so much of aerobatics and, and also the freestyle. He has like the perfect blend of the two styles. So definitely Mike. Cool. And uh, you've been here 15 times, so you've had some experience. Any tips for people coming for the first time, things to bring or plan of attacks to try and get this whole thing in? Yeah, don't try to do everything and don't stress out about doing everything on the first go. Like the first visit should be largely just like a reconnaissance mission of just kind of figuring out what you like, where stuff is, so that next time you can like kind of plan it more strategically and then hit all the places you want to spend more time at. But no, just relax and enjoy everything because yeah, there's like a week isn't even enough to see everything. So, you know, this should be seen as like a multi-year project. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with that. I've been once before and that just gives you the lay of the land. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, up in Manitoba, where can people find you, and uh, what do you like doing with people up there? Yeah, the best place to find me is on Instagram, at Inverted. Um, yeah, teaching aerobatics, giving aerobatic rides, that's my favorite thing to do. So we do that just uh, in the Winnipeg area, southeast of Winnipeg, and we do that year-round. So yeah, just look us up, and we'll, we'll get you upside down, one way or another. So. Sweet. Enjoy the show. <laughs> Thanks, you too. All right, so Steve, you and I walked over to uh, Boeing Plaza early this morning, dawn mission, to go get your plane. Uh, tell us about what's happening today. 
So today is Monday, the first day of the event at AirVenture. We're lucky to be part of the 50th anniversary for Vans Aircraft, so our airplane is part of that display. So we got, I guess, I think they're almost representing every model. It seems like, I don't know, there's like a dozen airplanes in that pile there in Boeing Plaza. And then we had to duck out to do the AeroShell contest winner ride in between all that. So it's, it's been a lot going on this morning. Cool. It's kind of interesting here early morning. Nobody really knows what's going on and you kind of, we just push the plane out and all of a sudden everybody's on you and then um, you kind of had to duck it under a few planes. Right. Yeah. So I think we were supposed to go the long way from where we were because we were at the Lycoming booth, which is just kind of a little bit across from Boeing Plaza, but there was, I don't know, what is that a set trip? What is that? Triple seven that's on display there and we just moved some cones and pushed under the wing which apparently we weren't supposed to do but nobody was really marshalling and we needed to do it because I, I wanted to be part of organizing that and then I had to go at 7.30 to the other thing so they told us to be there at 6.30 I was there at 6.30 and then we moved the plane ourselves at 6.50. You've been to a lot of air ventures um, you're, you're now quite a, a man in demand at these shows but do you still enjoy them? Oh yeah, I mean, it's a lot of fun to be a part of the community at these things. There's definitely a case of being pulled in a lot of directions, so it's kind of exhausting, but it's definitely, I mean, I guess it's what I signed up for, although I didn't know this would be where it would end up, so it's it's been a good ride. Yeah. And uh, what are you most looking forward to seeing this year? Looking forward to seeing, I think I'm looking forward to surviving all of it, honestly. I don't know that I'm looking forward to seeing any particular thing, I just... I think this year I'm going to try to pace myself a little better to actually enjoy some of the air show. Each year I get a little bit better about mitigating the stress and showing up to the various talks and events that I have to do without too much stress, but I don't love doing those things. So I find it just, I'm not great in front of a crowd or whatever live. I like to be in control and on camera when I can edit and take out the bad takes of things. So Yeah, tell me about it. So that's stressful, and I'm doing a bunch of those things starting tomorrow. So today, I, I didn't book anything today because I knew this thing was going to be a lot, and I, I wanted to be available for the Boeing Plaza thing. I didn't know what Vans was going to be needing me to do, and I didn't want to miss any of it because it's pretty amazing to be part of it. So I didn't book any formal stuff for today. Um, what, what makes this event so special, AirVenture? I mean, this is the mecca for aviation in the world, really. It's the biggest event in the world for aviation. Obviously, it's US-based, but you get international people. COVID kind of shut things down a little bit and slowed down some of it for the, well, obviously 2020, it didn't happen. And then 21, we noticed it was smaller. It'll be curious to see how big the international presence is this year. But I mean, this is the place everyone talks about wanting to get here and fights real hard to get here when they do. Awesome. I think I hear some Harvards returning, so uh, you got to go salvage some cameras out of there. So uh, yeah, enjoy the show. All right, thanks, man. All right, that's it for day one of the Flying BC podcast live from AirVenture Oshkosh. And I'm going to leave you with the note of some Merlins and Allisons taking off.